Danny. And this is Molly. And this is the Black Chicklet Podcast. I think I messed up that order, but that's okay. No, we you are got joined- it. You got it. I feel you. Awesome. You got it. We are joined with special guests, Marcy and Akko from the Colored Pages Book Club Podcast. Yay! Yay! This is our most social year ever. It's been a lot of fun. It really has been. <laughs> Oh my gosh, thank y'all so much for having us. Um, yeah, we I, I feel like we've been like just chatting on Twitter for like the longest. So it's like, <laughs> nice to, like be on your show and like, yeah, just like have this opportunity. Thanks for having us. Well, we of did course. an episode with you all on your podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did an unkindness of ghosts back when the um, world was different. Yes. You could um, go outside. Yes. In the in the before times. And I guess, yeah, just so folks kinda I guess know a little bit briefly about who we are. Um so our show, like so, you know, Color Pages Book Club podcast, essentially we just talk about fiction, fantasy, and magical realism written by writers from like diverse and colorful backgrounds. Um it's like very informal. We like give you a book a month, we just chat about it, but talk yeah. about like our lives. It's like it, very, very informal, very similar to Black Chicklet in terms of like <laughs> the energy, the humor. Um, yeah. <laughs> So, it's very bit. cute y'all like yeah. if you haven't li- listened to it go listen plus they're like i don't know if you call it like your logo or your background is like super duper cute every time i see them I'm like, <laughs> i was really proud of y'all listening to you do your first romance and i was like because <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you don't do romance you do sci-fi fantasy we do yeah. Oh, usually we like we like dipped our feet into the waters of romance, got terrified, and like (laughs) (laughs) ran away. I will say we're gonna try again in like the I guess at the time of this recording, it'll be our next book. So not the one that we're currently talking about on the show, but our like next book is like kind of more romancy, YA, kind of giving you that energy. Because yeah, Wedding Date was um, Mm. it was a book that we read. (laughs) How you guys did the wedding date? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I, I'll just say, you know, I so I saw that y'all talked about it as well, and so I wanted to wait. So we, I wanted to wait to, you know, listen to your episode after we recorded. And when I listened to it, I was like, all the same thoughts, like literally <laughs> all the same. same questions. Like I was like, this book, I. Tch. So you know, round two, we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, so. Round two. We're gonna um, do romance today. We're doing it's fall. It's sci-fi mm-hmm. fantasy season. Woo. Molly, Molly's rising. Just Molly season. Ooh. Come on, Molly season. <laughs> she's born in March too. She says that like oh same. same. Oh, wait, oh really? March? The trifecta. Oh, so all four of us were born in March. Yo, that's March That's that, wait, does that make us all Pisces? Yeah, well, I, I'm no, a Pisces. Pisces. Uh, they kicked right. me out of the group. Literally. Okay. Oh, oh that's right. By the skin of my teeth. I'm oh, wait. Like, you're not a Pisces, Akko? Um, I'm Pisces Moon. Mm. Okay. That counts. Good enough. Good enough. Honorary. We like. Uh, Thanks. Explains the magic. Mm. That makes yeah. a lot of sense now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we're, we're representing every week in March, I see. <laughs> there we go. Look at that. <laughs> okay. So we thought we'd change it up a little bit. And take um, a page from Color Pages. Oh, come on. <laughs> because they like to do questions, and we don't have any book news that isn't foolishness. So <laughs> <laughs> yes. they're going to ask a question for us to discuss before we get into the book content. <laughs> yes. Okay. So usually I go, um, before we get into everything, I have a question. <laughs> <Woo>. <laughs> 
We don't have a jingle. <laughs> we should get a jingle. Um, also, real but, quick, uh, speaking of jingles, y'all's intro, y'all gotta put us you. on. Like, where did y'all find this DJ? I'm obsessed. Uh, okay, so my coworker friend had a friend who had a friend. Oh my god, actually wild. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> good to know because yeah we were thinking of maybe like we might do like a little switcheroo with our music we'll see we'll see okay. but uh okay. Okay, i am so sorry you had a whole question <laughs> oh I'm, see we just stay off topic i'm so i'm so sorry <laughs> no it's fine i was like oh yeah no let's get these recommendations but for the question the question is because the story takes place in this like Grimm's fantasy whatever little scenario here what do you think would be the worst fairy tale to be stuck in or to have to follow the rules of I can already see y'all being like oh. mm-hmm. I, I have a good example that I can start with okay. so I suddenly forgot every fairy tale I've ever <laughs> literally <laughs> same I'm like is Sleeping Beauty <laughs> just think of the Disney movie Star Trek. <laughs> So actually, okay, Marcy, to your point, I was gonna say that Sleeping Beauty would be a terrible one. Like if the rec- mm. like if the rules were you'd have to like go to sleep for a hundred years and then wait for some stranger to come and kiss you to wake you up, and then that was your prince that you had to marry for the rest of your life. <laughs> I was like, that's a horror movie. Yeah, that sounds atrocious. Oh my gosh. So we would be like the main character in the story. Yeah, or like, like, like we have to live to under this... the rules. Exactly. Presented mm. in the story. Okay. Yeah. I think I have one. What's I yours? would say Little Red Riding Hood, just because the idea of giant man-eating wolves that also can talk, existing, <laughs> is pretty horrifying. Mm. Yeah, grandma. I guess kind of similar to that, I would say um, the three little pigs, mainly just because of like the housing insecurity. Like, <laughs> like you invest so much in home ownership, and that motherfucker just blows it away. Like, are you kidding me? What? Yeah. So I think yeah, that sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> and why is he blowing? Like he's a wolf. I'm like, could you get a or like that seems like a lot of. I'm like your lung capacity. I'd be mean, honestly I'm like, what is this? Um, <laughs> But also, I'm just like, I'm like, pigs, what infrastructure were y'all living in that this, like, <laughs> a blow is all it took? Like, right? Like, it was literally hey, going to, I'm like, had it ever rained? Like, who built this? Oh, God. I have so many questions. But also, like, is our wolves, like, blowing? Is that a canon thing about wolves? Like, <laughs> I don't think it's canon. <laughs> like, Are they known to, like, it. blow on things? Yeah. <laughs> Can they blow? Oh, God. Oh, my God. That's a, that, these are good questions. I would say um, Snow White, first of all, because it's racist. Ooh, and on. secondly, because if I were her, I ain't kick out, you know, going to get kicked out of my house. And then I got to like clean up after all these goddamn like doors Ooh, all the time. Doors. Like, mm. I got to be like cleaning and singing and shit. They're going to be like, I, I couldn't do it. All these but like. It, <laughs> it, it does remind me of that great Golden Girls joke where. <laughs> Dorothy's like, but they all have jobs in a diamond mine. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> they all they have security and they got money. Yeah. I mean, like but it's not like thing. they're spending it. They live in a hut. <laughs> they have birds like blowing on their dishes to dry them. <laughs> You're like, can we get a dishwasher up in here? <laughs> so your diamond money. Why are you so stingy? <laughs> stingy was not one of the doors, as far as I know. Oh, so let's get some appliances. Oh my gosh, that's actually so funny. 
true. Where were all their diamonds? Like, do you think there's like a capitalist underpinning to this story where someone's like exploiting the dwarves for like their? Oh my god, it's probably- oh absolutely. Mm-hmm. There's absolutely. a retelling in there. Yeah. Maybe maybe they're like, oh well, we'll take these use useless rocks and you can have all the the delicious dirt that you want. Right, right. Keep singing. <laughs> like just getting into an offshore account. Yikes! Oh God! Oh, probably Bezos. Exactly. Mm. Oh God! Wow. Um, something inspiration here. Um, <laughs> wow. That'll be the next one. That'll be the next in this series after Cinderella is dead. Yeah. Like Bezos is stealing from. <laughs> Snow White is a capitalist. <laughs> right. Snow White is a capitalist. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God! That's actually. Mm. So funny. I feel like the Red Riding one one feels like a horror film, right? It feels like a a Hunger Games situation where you like start off and like everyone goes into the woods, but there's like wolves everywhere, and you're trying to get to Grandma's house. Like it sounds like. Oh my god. Oh my god. And also too, like, what was the wolf's beef? Like, it's like you're doing so much. Like you're doing so he much. Was like, hungry. Was beef. Probably. I'm, right. I'm like, I'm like, you're just causing so many damn problems. Like, <laughs> don't eat a deer. You would think there'd be some kind of uh, animal in the forest. He's got to eat. But right. he didn't want a deer. He wanted grandma and he wanted whatever was in that basket. <laughs> but it was such a long con. Do we know what was in the basket? Wasn't it like apples or am I like bullshit? Like, it was just food. It was oh, just, oh, okay. a tasty meal. Interesting. Okay. Shit, better. Probably, no, no, keep going. Yeah, that's what, that was a good question. That was a good one. I had to really think on it. Right? And I How think are you putting Marcy on the spot? <laughs> Next time we record, everybody has to have a manuscript of their own <laughs> fairy tale retelling. I love it. <laughs> oh okay. Do we want to get into this book, Danielle? So we read Cinderella is Dead by Kaylin Baron. Um, and according to Goodreads, the synopsis goes as follows. It's 200 years after Cinderella found her prince, but the fairy tale is over. Teen girls are now required to appear at the annual ball where the men of the kingdom select wives based on the girls' display of finery. If a suitable match is not found, the girls are not chosen. The girls not chosen are never heard from again. 16-year-old Sophia would much, mother, would much rather marry Aaron, her childhood best friend, than parade in front of suitors. At the ball, Sophia makes a desperate decision to flee and finds herself hiding in Cinderella's mausoleum. There she meets Constant, the last known descendant of Cinderella and her stepsisters. Together they vow to bring down the king once and for all, and in the process, they learn there's more to Cinderella's story than they ever knew. And then there's a marketing copy. This fresh take on a classic story will give readers details they've never <laughs> been told and have the root for girls to break down the constructs of the world around them. Gotta love the marketing copy. So yes, that, that is Cinderella is Dead. Which oh I gosh. which I have in all my notes leading up to this, Cinderella isn't dead. So when I went to go search it on the Kindle store. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my out. gosh. We got so that. what did we all think, gang? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I so I have like a lot of thoughts, but I'm like I guess I want. I, I mean, do y'all mind if I start? No, because <laughs> okay. I don't okay. want to do mine first. Okay. <laughs> okay. So. Okay, so quick question. Should I, I, I guess when I'm like bringing up different plot points, should I like kind of explain what happens, or should I just like kind of just talk mm-hmm. about it? And, yeah, yeah okay. you can. Yeah, yeah, we usually go deep <laughs> okay <laughs> good to know yeah. okay so as far as like just general 
thoughts. So I so I really liked the beginning of the book. It, it's like extremely fast paced. Like, you know, shit is just moving. Like the ball is about to start. Everyone's mm. hella nervous. And just like learning about the world was really interesting because it's like, okay, Cinderella, it's like they use the Cinderella tale to justify the like blatant misogyny and like all this fucked up shit that happens in the kingdom. Um, I will say, so at the beginning of the book, you know, Aaron was introduced, you know, Sophia's love interest and like, you know, they kind of have an ideological difference where Sophia's like, burn the system down, start like, just like, just restart the whole thing. Aaron's trying to be a bit more respectable. They like, uh, Sophia meets someone named Luke, who's like this like younger gay man who like also is like down to burn the system. And then the two of them got benched pretty much for like, the- right. <laughs> like I was like, Oh shit. Like Aaron, like Sophia, like Luke's gonna be this whole thing. Like they had a friend named Liv. I was like, okay, it's about to be, it's about to be popping. Mm. And literally uh-huh. Liv is killed. And then the yep. other two just remain in the kingdom and are not, they don't really do anything. And I'm like, Oh, um, and so it kind of becomes this like love story between like her and Constance, which is interesting, but mm. I don't know. I, I, I feel like, I, I would have liked to see more kind of done with those characters. Um, I also thought at the very end, their plan to overtake the king was extremely <laughs> underdeveloped. The motherfuckers walked into that castle and they're like, like Sophia literally was like, oh girl, I got me a knife. I'm gonna stab this I'm gonna stab the king. That's it. I'm like, so you mean to stab the king that has been alive for the past 200 years and yep. literally eating people's souls? Like your plan was to stab in the neck. That was that was the plan. No, nope. far she got. That was yep. it. That's okay. So I feel like that I was like, yo, and, and also too, I was blown because it was like it was like her Constance and there's like this woman named Amina who's like the fairy godmother or whatever. They literally had three days to come up with a plan. And I'm like, in this in this took three days for y'all to come up with What the fuck is this? Oh my god. It was actually wild. And of course the king is like immortal and she's like, oh, I didn't see this coming. <laughs> trying to kill him like I like 200 years ago and like that I'm like this is just this is, I am I just anyway so my thoughts are you know, like I like the book but like you can very much I don't know some of the details I was kind of like this is like kind of a mess no shit <laughs> Sorry. Like it's just Thank but I did, like, I did like the theme of like taking down the kingdom and like, you know, really like like overthrowing the patriarchy and all I'm here for all of that. But I was yes. like some of the some of the narrative pieces, some of the relationships, I was kinda like, who I could I could get to talk it forever. So let me just let me stop. But um I have plenty more thoughts. So. I do want to say you were right, Luke got done dirty. I thought for sure they were gonna form some like kick it ass kicking duo. Right. right. And like they're gonna escape the town, and he just like I don't, I forgot about him for like a <laughs> he popped back up. I was like, oh yeah, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, okay, this is gonna be a really weird stretch, but I thought this premise was really silly, and that's because every oh, when, as I was reading it, <laughs> premise is so silly. Has any have you all watched the original Star Trek? Like any of it? Like any of it? A yeah. little. Okay, well, every once in a while, they'll go on a planet, and the planet is, like, it feels like this, where, like, someone landed there, and they had this ridiculous premise, and, like, now the whole world is shaped off like, this one that premise. Way. Like, this one is just ancient Rome. This is the ancient Rome planet. Everyone is gladiators and wearing togas and fighting for TV. This one is the Nazi planet. Everyone's Nazi. We don't know why they're all Nazis. And then there's another one like this is the Native American. And it, this is what it felt like. It's like this really mm. shallow, we're all humans, like 
this really shallow, poorly developed, like it's just Cinderella planet. It's Cinderella planet. Mm -hmm. She was, she wasn't, was she even a queen? Like the world building felt just not developed. And that's, that was the beginning of me not being able to take anything. <laughs> Seriously. Yes. Okay. Molly, thank you. I literally opened the book and I was like, now why in God's green earth would you choose to base your whole society off of Cinderella? The book doesn't make any sense. Like this is, some of these things are not like, you can't redo them. Like how am I going to just like magically have a, a fairy godmother and like have a glass slipper and like this story doesn't play out. I can't do this. And yeah. so then I was like reading it more and I was just like, I can't take Like you said, I can't take anybody seriously because Cinderella is not like an oppressive, like I can't. <laughs> <laughs> but I did feel like at least when I got to the plot twist, I thought the one and you like find out like, Oh, you know, actually the stepsisters are working together and the witch is actually like the fairy godmother. And it's like all this stuff Then I was like, okay, this I can get behind. But yes, that was for like four chapters. <laughs> And then as Marcy says, the ending, you're like, now, hold on. Yep. <laughs> hold on. <laughs> What's Come the plan? On. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> Maybe not. Yeah. So. And I did like how she tried to subvert things. Like, I like that the evil stepsisters were really, like, her Dude. allies. And they were trying to work. They're evil because the propaganda made them evil. <laughs> and right, I like right. the whole turn with the fairy godmother. But, like... And I think it could have been done. First of all, give mm -hmm. Cinderella a real name. This woman is was not born <laughs> Cinderella. It's supposed to be a mocking nickname. Give her a real name. Oh, I and didn't know they, that. Yeah, because it's like she's in the cinders, so they call. Yeah, y'all are too young. Did you mean <laughs> Ella Enchanted? <laughs> so what do you think about the Annie? Yes, y'all are too I, young. I'm Ella Enchanted. And like the grim, yeah. the grim storytell. They call her Cinderella because she's always in the dirty ass. Covered in the cinders. Yeah. And she's in the cinders. Oh, that's so rude. <laughs> <laughs> That's Ella Shady. What? She's going around having her, her name should be Ella or make it something else. Don't. Right. So that, yeah, it was just. And then you have to explain how we turned from Cinderella's Happily Ever After to The Handmaid's Tale. You have to, you have to get us from A to B. You can't just say all of a sudden women are for sale at balls. Like I need, I need a bridge. Yes. Right. Yes. Uh, and of course the romance was bad, but I'll get into that later. <laughs> that molly what did you what did you think okay i'm gonna i'm gonna cover my face i liked it y'all <laughs> <laughs> i liked it i liked reading it i was having fun <laughs> i have notes in here i was like i liked the beginning like when they're leading up to the ball and she's like going through the fair and stuff and i was like this is a fun way to explain this world um without hitting me over the head like with a bunch of um like appendices and um uh what do you call it like indexes of like mm. who beget who beget who no to maps us. <laughs> no maps all that stuff so it was like okay i could see like baby me reading this and then like starting on a journey to hardcore mm. fantasy <laughs> um so yeah, I I don't know. I liked it. I was kind of glad. Maybe this makes me a hater. I was glad when Aaron, you know, <laughs> was written out of the plot. Not how. I'm sorry. How. Hashtag justice for Aaron. We can get into that. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was like, because every time she showed up, I was like, Sophia, you can do better. Listen, do better. That's fact. listen. Aaron no, was she... not good for her at. <laughs> Oh. They were I good did. for each other, but she was 
hella rude to Eric. She was. Wait, who was rude? Sophia. Yeah, what was Sophia rude to Aaron? Aaron told her she didn't want to hear all this, and she just okay. This is me getting ahead of myself. At the end of the book, is the king is all mad because this woman who he wants to love him doesn't, and so he loses it and he entraps her. And I'm like, Sophia, are you not seeing the parallels? Do you not see the parallels in your lives? This woman who you want to love you would rather be safe and not, and you're all mad at her and like that, all angry and saying like, why won't you leave with me? I don't know. She was she felt really <laughs> entitled to Aaron. And I was like, it's Aaron's not, especially for the lesson they're trying to say, Aaron is not a bad person because she wants to be safe. It's the world that was the problem, not Aaron. I, I think that's fair. I, I think that's fair. <laughs> Aaron got done dirty. Sorry. I was like, this I still didn't like Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> the second Constance showed up, I was like, mm hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I thought she was complex. Like, I thought that that part added complexity. And I was kind of glad it's like, okay, you don't have to, the person you have your first crush on doesn't have to be the person that you're, like, with forever. I was like, okay, that's good. I did like that. And you're right, Danny. Like, there is a point to this. Like, it, this is, like, YA. I can understand someone reading this and being like, actually, now, you know, like, sometimes you need things to be, because I was reading it and I was like, some of this is pretty on the nose. And I was <laughs> like, they literally just, like, took it from, like, you know, a woke magazine, which I'm glad for. But I was like, you could have integrated this into the story a little better. But then I was like, okay, if I was 15, maybe I do need it to be on the nose. You know, maybe mm. I just need someone to say it. So, yeah. I mean, me at 27 was like, uh, <laughs> but. <laughs> a little heavy-handed. I knew Wally was going to like it because she texted me. She's like, this is just like, this could be us, but you playing. And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Do I know what that means? That yeah, that was a book. One that of our urban lists. Our first. Wait, what happened in that book? Mom well, like we it. were yeah, we were reading it, and Daniel was like, "This book is horrible. I hate this book." And I was like, "I liked it." <laughs> I was having so much fun. You could hear my surprise on the air because she like, yeah. me. Yeah, on the air, I was like, I'm going to save it. And you could hear the disappointment. (laughs) (laughs) But I very much, yeah, I think when I was reading it, I was like, you know, like we talk about YA a lot because it's not like a genre that we are, I don't even know if you would call it a genre, but like a a market that we Mm. really read. And I think like the last couple of times we said like, we recognize it's not for our like old asses. Um, <laughs> so I don't try to like not say like I'm lowering lowering my standards, but my expectations for it are different. Mm. Um, and it's like when I said, okay, went into it with the mindset, this is YA, and this is gonna be like you know for the kids. I put myself in like my shoes as a kid. We didn't really have much YA when we were younger. It wasn't really a thing. It was like children's lit, adult lit. Mm. Um, and there were some kind of teeny bopper stuff, but overall, <laughs> not as much. Um, so I was like, okay, if I had picked this up when I was like 13 or so, would I have liked it? And I was like, I probably would have. I probably would have enjoyed it a lot. Um, mm-hmm. But if I'm clear on my big girl pants and um, <laughs> reading it as an adult, then yeah, it's like, yeah, it is a little on the nose. And you make a very good point, Danielle, even though I still want to be mad at Erin. It's like, <laughs> you know, she didn't deserve to like have her ass beat for like wanting to be safe yeah. and not want, you know, not wanting to get with a protagonist. Um, and I don't, I don't, I didn't read Erin or 
Sophia is being mad at her as much, just being kind of like weirdly obsessed. And it was like, yeah, that's how I felt when I was that age and you have a crush and you're like, why don't you like me? Why don't you like me? Mm. And it's like, I feel like you have to like get over that in order to grow up in order to be like a better person, Um, which I think she does. But I I don't know. I I totally see your point. And now I'm like rethinking my air and hate. (laughs) I just didn't think she deserved it. She's stuck in an abusive marriage. She has every right to be mad that Sophia's showing up and dragging her into things. She's like, please. I mean, she could have went with Sophia. She could have gone too. But they didn't have a plan. Like, let's be real. (laughs) (laughs) Again, there's no. They never had any plan. Like, literally at the ball, Sophia's like, so are we leaving? And then, like, Luke's like, Loki, I'm down. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. To go Hold up. To leave forever? Like, yeah. So, you know, like, I, I feel like we need a little more foresight. You need a pack a go bag or something. <laughs> no, because that was the thing. Yeah. I thought, like, oh, because, like, ball, and, like, I was like, okay, he's going to use his, like, male privilege to, like, you mm. know, marry Sophia, and, like, they're going to, like, make a plan. Ooh. It's going to be this whole thing. Like, I literally thought it was going to go in that direction. And then Sophia just, like, was like, fuck it, just jumped out the window <laughs> and ran into the forest and met Constance, like, super. Con- okay. One thing I will say, and again, now that we're talking about it being YA, I, it, it makes more sense, but shit was extremely convenient in this book. There were so many moments where I was like, Sophia's sneaking back into town to see her family. Sophia's sneaking back into town to see Aaron. Like, Sophia just doing all this, like, low-key dangerous <laughs> as fuck things and, like, just completely just leaving unscathed, like, just nothing. Like, it, I, I felt like things felt... Not that the stakes weren't high, but it was just kind of like, I was like, it things are just going very, con- like, things are just super convenient. Like, even, mm-hmm. like, when she, she met Constance at the perfect time, like, she literally mm-hmm. had no plan. And why, also, why was Constance, like, in the mausoleum or whatever? I was, I just had so many questions. Um, just hanging out. Yeah, also, just, they just, were like, oh, they just left to a different city. What is this other city? Do they follow a different fairy tale rule? Are they also in Cinderella world? Or is it just, like... Is it just like another place? Like, is this, is this town the only kingdom that does this? Like, yeah, because they mentioned like it wasn't wasn't it like five other kingdoms or something like that or like yeah. other towns? Yeah, they didn't yeah. really go into detail about those. Except for that one weird setup where they outsourced their king, like their new yeah. king is always outsourced <laughs> from a different town. Yeah. And I was like, that's that's weird. Like, even yeah. as a citizen, I'd be like, what the. <laughs> like we right. got all our presidents from Canada. Like you just gotta ship them in. I feel like even Sophia was like, wait, like she opened up the book herself and was like, wait, this actually doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like she went back to page sixty-three and was like, wait, hold up. That make no like, ah. sense. <laughs> Also, Do we want to talk? Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I, I was just going to say, like, we talked about Luke and, and Aaron getting the shortest job, but Liv got the... Liv. When <laughs> she got killed over her yeah. dress, I was like... Oh, my God. Damn. That was... The entire fallout scene was just it's like what yeah and then like the next few pages i was like okay then she must have gone home like and like taken a nap and been defeated about it but like fine and then you find out she is dead dead i was like in a ditch dead in a ditch stolen yeah yeah live live yeah that was rough i was like such a turn because i don't remember them establishing her as that poor (laughs) like her family like at the beginning when they're hanging out in town and they're all talking it doesn't sound like she's struggling like you don't hear her talking about like oh my family's really struggling to find a dress she has the wand and she's like she really thinks like the fairy godmother is going to come help her because she's like we broke like Mm. (laughs) like, (laughs) (laughs) this is like my only chance (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, and it was like her second time at the ball. Okay, that was mm-hmm. the other thing that confused me because like in the in the little um invitation or whatever, they're like if you're not chosen after your third ball, like you basically get executed essentially. Okay. But then like they were like, oh, okay, but low key it's two. Like they were like, yeah, like yeah. But after the second one, I mean, no one really comes back. And I'm like, wait, so you only get two chances? Two chances. Um, yeah, and it sounded yeah. like you kind of only got one chance. <laughs> really, honestly. <laughs> honestly, it's like just get it right the first time, I guess, quote unquote. But um, yeah, live that shit was tragic. Cause I literally, cause again, the way that she was established, like, I was like, oh, like she's like get like fun energy, like mm-hmm. it's kind of like I don't know, like add some comedy to the group, and yeah, she um, got dark. That was <laughs> that true. was that was fucking tragic. Yeah. Yeah. Do we want to talk about? So we usually talk about like the characters and then moving us through the plot points. So we talked a little bit about like the friends, the friends who get you know and the rested. Um, mm. But do we want to talk about our girl Sophia a little bit? Yes. <laughs> so she's like the main character. She's the girl on the cover in the Cinderella dress, which I like the cover. I thought that was cute. Me too. Um, I, I really agreed. like the cover. And she's like this kind of regular degular girl um, in this weird fairy tale land. Um, what is she, 16, they said, or 17? Yes. Yeah, she's According 16, to Goodreads, yeah. she's 16. 16 which is a little young um but she it's like they're recreating this this cinderella world and this quote-unquote every new king you know he throws all these yearly balls and all the 16 year olds have to come and then like daniel said it's kind of like a bride market where they're picked by men who are you know mostly horrible um and uh they it's it's interesting like the way the economics work because they say like the king has all the money and everyone's getting like broker and broker and broker and broker Mm. and they basically are spending all their resources um preparing their daughters to go to this ball so that they can be chosen by a man and not like secreted away to the castle or um made almost like slave labor in one of these outlier towns right um which is like touched on but not really like you said it's not really expanded it's not really fleshed out like we don't really know what's going on outside of the the main kingdom Mm -hmm. and so sophia is in love with her friend aaron and it starts off like they're like just like hanging out like in the castle gardens i don't know (laughs) <laughs> yeah, they're like in the woods or something. Something. They're somewhere they should. Oh yeah. Oh, I literally forgot about. It. Yeah, they were definitely. Yeah, they're in the like the forest. Like. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, "Come on, Aaron. Like, let's just make out." Aaron's like, "No." <laughs> um, and you know, I think the ball's in like a couple days, and she really wants to leave with Aaron because she's really, um, stuck on Aaron. She's really in love with her. This is her childhood crush, like you said. Um, but, um, being gay, being a lesbian, anything outside of kind of the man chooses woman, woman serves man totally, mm-hmm. um, way of living is not accepted in this town. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems like, which was interesting to me, but not being like this, not being my background, I was interested in hearing people's thoughts, like the way family works like the parents mm-hmm. um how they deal with their their gay lesbian like non-straight children um i thought was like kind of tragic because it's like 
Mm-hmm. Um, Sophia's parents say, like, the difference between her mother and father. Like, everyone knows, you know, it seems like everyone in the whole last town kind of knows that Sophia loves Aaron. Mm-hmm. Um, and everyone kind of seems to know that, uh, what's his name? Luke is uh, gay also. Mm-hmm. And it seems like parents can have, like, these different reactions. Like, uh, um, the mother's kind of like, okay, I understand, but you have to keep it quiet. The father mm-hmm. kind of, like, disowns her at one point, Sophia's father. Luke is like, well, if my parents, like, really for real know, and his his boyfriend, I forget the name, gets forfeited Lewis. to the, uh, what was it? Louis, I believe. Louis gets, like, given up as forfeit to the castle. And it's like, I was mm-hmm. like reading that scene and it hit different, like as a mom uh, between Sophia and her mom, where she's like, you know, I know that this is not like, I know that you're denying yourself. I know that you're not like living the life you want to live, but it's like, but I want you to be alive. And Sophia's mm-hmm. like, but it's not worth it to me if I can't mm-hmm. live the way I need to live my life. And I was like, that's some heavy shit for this yeah. Cinderella story. That was good. The relationship yeah. between Sophia and her mom were really good was really good. And how she wanted better for Sophia, but she was kind of trapped in this system where the bet she was trying to do the best she could for her by following the rules. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like if you think about it, like the mothers in this would have gone through the same thing. Like they would have oh, been trapped mm-hmm. by the same system. Yeah. And it's like, well, what's what sympathy do we owe to the mothers in this? But then it's also like, then you turn around and you do the same thing to your daughter. But mm-hmm. then it's like, but what, it, you know, I'm not in this position. So it's like, well, what is the, what's the alternative? Your daughter like literally ends up dead yeah. in a ditch. Right. And it's like, what? I don't even know. Like, that's so horrible to think about. But then at the same mm-hmm. time, it's like, you know, I can't say that anyone should deny who they are. Um, I don't know. It was just interesting. So I don't know if anyone else had thoughts about that, but I was like, oh, that hit me like as a new mom. I was like, oh, like, yeah. What do you do with that? That's not resolvable, right? You know, yeah. Those emotions. Yeah. And I, I think that's why. I mean, I think generally Sophia's parents were like, you know, please don't burn down the kingdom. Because <laughs> like, I think they were just like, you know, we want you to just like assimilate and just like grab whatever modicum of happiness you can while you're in this life um but i feel like even when she left and like you know came back to visit them and everything and like was you know in disguise and all of that i don't know i think there was like a though they it, it they made it seem like you know i guess the, the you know her parents especially her dad like kind of rejected her and they were like don't come back mm. here whatever whatever but i feel like a part of me was like i don't know maybe they were kind of like this is like the only solution here frankly because it's like you're not necessarily willing to like conform to these standards nor should you but at the same time, it's like, it kind of leaves you, it's like, but but you've already left the town. So if you come back, it's like, you're going to be killed immediately. It's just, mm. it's like, it's kind of like, you've, you've, you've kind of chosen your path and we can't really, if you're going to remain alive, you cannot, you literally cannot stay here. So I didn't see it as like a personal thing. I think it was kind of, I, I saw it as more of like a, we want you to survive in the way that previously we wanted you to survive by following the rules. Now that you've chosen this path mm. of like leaving the kingdom and all of that this is the only way that you can remain alive is to not yeah. be with us anymore. Yeah. Um, not to say that that was necessarily compassionate, but you know, it, it was, it was, it was tricky. Cause yeah, it's like once, so, I mean, once you already have a child that's here, it's like, what do you do? Like, right. it's like, Sophia can't like, <laughs> like you're here, you know? And it's like, I don't know. It, it, and it is hard too, because it's like, 
often these women are in positions where it's like, I'm, I mean, I imagine that it's like, you, you know, like if their husband wants to have kids or whatever, whatever, it's like, you don't really have like the space to be like, you know, that's not necessarily something I want to do or whatever, whatever. It's mm-hmm. like that negotiation isn't really there. So it's like, mm. it's like what the, yeah, like it, it's really like, I mean, the only thing that could happen, frankly, is like the system just has to burn. Like all of this has to crumble, honestly. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> like people, these are not lives that people are living. Like this is just, this is so violent. It's, yeah, it's just, yeah. So. Yeah. They had that seamstress in the town square. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's like, yeah. and she didn't, go against the system she was only perceived as right going against the system until she made her final declaration so yeah 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 i I was just gonna say like it seems the more i think about it the more i'm like this is actually the difficulty of being a poc or a queer person both woman etc in the society is your coming of age is contending with the violence of your society right like Mm -hmm. and the things you can't fix and the question is how much do I conform and how much do I run away and how much do I try to change and it's when you're a kid is similarly to the fairy tale you're like the opposite fairy tale like I'll be able to save everything and solve Mm -hmm. everything and Mm -hmm. Aaron will run away with me and it'll be fine And, and the growing up process is being like oh this stuff came before me and it will outlive me and I can change some of it but it's not possible to change all of it, which is very mm. s- sobering. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I will say, kind of speaking about this, I sort of, I guess one thing that I wish I'd seen more in the book, and again, it's like YA, so it's like, you know, take it or leave it, I guess. But, um, you know, actually, no, I think YA can, can actually gracefully talk about this, but I, I wish that it would have been, I guess, a bit more of a collective effort. Because, like, mm-hmm. yes. all the women mm-hmm. that Sophia talked to, they were like, yeah, this is not it at all. Like, fuck, like this is, like, fucked up, but, like, you know, we don't really have choices so i would have liked to see yeah just more of a collective effort behind the i guess overtaking of the king yeah. and like all of that because yeah it, it did kind of feel a little like sophia has this like exceptional quality about her that like allows her to just save everyone and it's kind of like eh, like this uh, mm. yeah, yeah. Um, I think yeah it, oh it's it reminds me of like what you said about the plan and there not being a plan <laughs> and, like at the end like all dungeon were girls who had tried to stop him like there was this whole network of like young Mm. women who were like trying to go and they were caught because they also did not have plans so it's like (laughs) Sophia wasn't really special she just kind of got lucky at the end and Mm. it wasn't it was like you were saying like it like she seems exceptional because she's the protagonist of this story but it's like she didn't seem smarter she didn't seem braver (laughs) you know what i mean than these other girls who tried it too and failed like they were blowing up statues they were doing all this stuff and then their asses ended up in the dungeon and it seems like at the end they kind of work together and then like that that epilogue where they're like oh you know this happened and that happened and you know this girl with the sword who shows up at the end like she (laughs) led the resistance i was like oh oh well that's interesting too but and maybe it's like just YA tropes, like that kind of collective resistance isn't really what we see in like fairy tales or mm, always but, YA. So, yeah. but how yeah. powerful but I, would it be if it was? You know, yeah. like, I Back feel like in, I just. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I keep hitting. Oh, go ahead. 
No, I was just gonna say I just watched this movie about like these black and brown kids in the Bronx and like fighting vampires. And then the end, like everyone in the Bronx gets together and they're like, Yeah, you can't mess with the Bronx. Like we're gonna fight these vampires. And I was like, This is such an upheaval of like the colonialist storytelling we've been given. And it's this idea that like I, I don't know, like what makes POCs and immigrants and BIPOC people so strong is that like we use our collective community to like mm-hmm. thwart evil, you know? So I yeah. actually I think that's kind of what we we wanted, like Luke and Liv and Aaron yeah. and like the whole gang to like um, you know, like a Final Fantasy group fighting <laughs> <laughs> evil. So right. no, it is it is true. Like um, I grew up watching a lot of those anime shows when I was a kid, Ooh. and it's like, and I always thought like the difference between like uh, um, Japanese show for kids and an American show for kids was that individualism. Mm. So in the anime and the Japanese shows, it's always a group of kids coming together and it's always, they have to like Mm -hmm. help each other out and they have to like um, have each other's backs and they have like everything, all the trials that they go through, they go through together. Mm -hmm. But in a lot of the American storytelling, it's like a singular character and they might have like a couple friends around them, Mm -hmm. but like, and more Western stories too. It's like at the end, it's always like them facing the big bad on their own. Mm-hmm. And it's not like the virtue is like, you know, individual resilience or um, uh, courage or like things like that versus like what we owe each other and the ability mm. to um, do for others, but also the ability, you know, to conform a little bit to this, this uh community mm-hmm. um so it, it's i would be interested to see if like maybe um you know i don't know what the ya market is in other countries like uh mm-hmm. you know non-english or translated ya but if that mm-hmm. you know what i mean like if the mm-hmm. if the yeah, story was so. told by you know coming from a different culture would that be you know would luke be like what are the characters in pokemon like like Brock and Misty. Uh, Brock and Misty, right? Yeah. <laughs> or in like right. Digimon, where it's like all of them are coming together. You right. know what I mean? Or Sailor yeah. Moon. Like those characters, I think, would have been uh, possibly more important. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. That's such a good point. And that's the thing about Sophia that. Uh, Okay, so I generally <laughs> like Sophia's character. I, I'm not even saying that begrudgingly. I, actually, I, I find a lot of characteristics that she has, um, you know, I find them admirable. But I will say, I don't know, there was something about her characterization that I kind of, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to how to say this exactly. I feel like Sophia kind of, you know, she very much is someone who's like, okay, like, let's just do it. Like, she's super brazen. She's like, let's just go for it, whatever, whatever. Um, and I remember, like, earlier in the book, she had a lot of lines where, like, you know, she would read, like, the Cinderella story, and she was like, oh, you know, I wanted to be the prince, and I wanted to be the one saving people, and da-da-da-da. And it kind of felt like, I don't know, like, I'm like, I... I I felt like a lot of her strength or what might be considered, like, you know, strong characteristics of hers, like, kind of borrowed from, like toxic masculinity in a way um if i can say that um in a way that i was kind of like i i would have liked to see some of those tropes subverted as well um mm. just because yeah i don't know i feel like there was some aspects about her that i was kind of like oh is this really <laughs> power is this like should we be trying to replicate mm. these ideas i don't know it, it was something that i was like yeah it, it was something that i noticed and i was kind of like interesting what are we what are we doing here <laughs> i think it's that's so interesting because I think a lot of times when we say like burn the system down, 
we forget to ask ourselves, okay, like what are we going to unlearn to build that new system? Because if not, whatever thing hasn't been like mm, a difficulty for us that is still like might have made someone else's life difficult, we might just reinstate that because we didn't experience the negative side of it, you know, Mm, which is kind of what you're saying. Um, actually, it's exactly what you're saying, Marcy. <laughs> 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 okay. yeah. Those are good questions. Yeah, and we don't see like what her, you know, what this this land is like under Queen Constance. You know, mm. right? I mean, so they we don't still know. Have a they still have a monarchy, exactly. yeah. Yeah. which was kind of hurting them, like mm. with mm. the economic side of things yeah. and that giant ass castle. <laughs> right yeah. right did she like distribute all the wealth from the castle to the common people and like create a basic uniform income or like come on come i'm just asking on. or is it still a serfdom oh we got questions because if so yeah because that epilogue was a little short uh mm-hmm. i'm gonna need some short. extra pages tacked on to <laughs> <laughs> i like how we just hint that there was another attempt at a coup and it's like oh but we we <laughs> We smothered that. I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, her her mo is like the violent destruction of the system, right. and it's like not saying that no judgment on that because again, I'm not living like Sophia was living, <laughs> right? But yeah, she had a very she had a definite um, ideolo- ideology. Mm. Oh, I cannot say that. <laughs> Do we want to move on to Constance now? Yes. Mm. Yeah, she was also, I thought she was also, there were two convenient characters. Things really came to them easily. I don't want to go as far as to say Mary Sue, but they didn't feel like they faced a lot of challenges. And once they were together, they were just steamrolling their way everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) So, Like just eliminating the competition. Um, (laughs) Yeah, Constance's character, I thought, I don't really know her. Yeah, I yeah. I think there are some aspects to her. Yeah, it was like a lot of her characterization was through Sophia. Mm-hmm. But I think her backstory was really interesting, like how yeah. her family was like living in exile and like, you know, they had this right. whole plan. Um, yeah, I mean, Constance also, I mean, was quick to quick to violence in the way that I was kind of <laughs> like, I mean, I get it. I get it. Listen, these con- like these circumstances, like I, I absolutely understand. Um but, the one character actually says that. She's like, is it Constance? Constance always stabbing somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, like, always stabbing somebody. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, I will say, so I think that it was interesting when she met Sophia and just how quickly they, like, kind of joined forces. Um, I was like, is this entirely motivated out of, like, thirst? Or is it, like, I don't know. like it. Or is like, is. I was like, it seems like Constance is also just really lonely. Like she had been like kind of looking for someone uh, to, like, that too. um, and so I think like finding someone like Sophia who was like, you know, honestly just was like, you know, fuck it, let's just do it. Like I think she was like, yeah, fuck it, let's, let's go for it. <laughs> um, and so it was, it was kind of interesting to see them kind of just like go off into uncharted territory and just like sort of be like, okay, well we have together, so you know we have each other, so you know we'll do this together and and do our thing. I will say when they met, um. The fairy godmother in the forest. What was her name? Amina, I think her name mm-hmm. was. Like, Constance, I was like, you know, sometimes we just have to read the room. Like, she <laughs> has been alive for centuries. Not one, multiple. <laughs> Cast spells, has all types of powers that you don't know nothing about. It, it, Constance was hella fucked with her from like moment one. Right. Not here for she's her. like, I do not care if she's a witch. Exactly. I don't like. 
she's just like, I don't fucking like her. And then like, I'm literally with Sophia. I'm like, y'all are in her. One, you are in right. her. You're in her home. So I'm like, what? And then two, she, like, I'm like, duh, I mean, I think Amina, she got some powers to her. Like, I mean, you know, Max. Some I, I'm like some tactics. I think I think that's the, I don't know. Maybe I'm just like a tactical thinker or like a tactical like I like tactical storytelling whatever. But I'm like, we gotta have some strategy here because I'm like this whole like I'm fucking like Amina and it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's not doing it for me. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that Constance definitely had good intentions. I think that she you know like. In the end, when she ends up like defeating Amina, it's like this whole like okay, this build up moment where like okay, like. They never liked each other, so it was kind of satisfying to see that, I guess. But um, Why did it? <laughs> I mean, also too, it was also real quick. Like, I mean, it was like I'm evil, and then like, three, <laughs> and three pages later, like three pages later, like like they're like, oh, we defeated Amina. I'm like, wait, that was like this whole reveal. <laughs> like, that shit, like that end was hella quick. Like, I literally remember reading it on my Kindle, and I was like, wait, how am I 94 percent of the way done with this right. book? <laughs> so much shit. That ending was two separate books. Honestly. Yes, <laughs> they rushed. <laughs> I like, I get like, cannot stop laughing because it literally. I was like, this is this is the wildest shit I've ever. <laughs> oh my god, I was just yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry. I've been talking so much. Uh, what do y'all think about? Oh, about no, Carl? I was like, I was doing audible, and like that twist comes. I'm like, I got 55 minutes left. <laughs> 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 right. How are we pulling this one off? How are we doing this? Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, I will say, because I am who I am, the whole Constance-Sophia um, relationship was just, I got tired of it. It irritated me. I was so annoyed by the both of them. I was like, first of all, I thought you were all obsessed with Aaron. The second you see some new hoe, you're like, ooh, I'm in this one now. <laughs> so that hurt me. And then when she's like, there's a moment when... Con- or Sophia's like, I'm going to go back and check on Aaron because I know my friend. She's still my friend at the end of the day. She's in this right. abusive relationship. I got to check on her. And Constance gets mad. And I was like, what right do you have to get mad? You've known her five minutes. See, See but that, that read so much as like teenagers to me. I agree. It's mm-hmm. like, I don't yeah, want I'm- you going back to your old high school to see that right. who didn't even like you anyway. Very much different. When you could stay here with me. Yeah, I felt, and even like them getting together, I was like, this is quick. But then I thought about it, I was like, honestly, I got, I became friends with, me and Marcy became friends over purple converse. Like, you don't have to be that similar to become friends. Yeah, we literally were in the same shoes. (laughs) (laughs) Young people are wild in what the women, so the fact that they have the same ideology, I was like, honestly, marry them. Like, (laughs) this is actually enough. Like, um, I think that's my problem with YA. It's just like I'm too old. I'm a grandma. Everything Amina said sounded right. I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everything the parents said sounded right. I'm mentally too old to enjoy YA because I'm like the the adults are correct. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. Well, oh. I'm glad you said that because I was like, I kind of like the relationship, and it made me somewhat like driven almost purely by emotion sometimes. Yeah. I'd have been in there too. I'd be like, this hut is nasty. I don't know what this old woman <laughs> is talking about right. with her little spells or whatever. I still have my knife. That's plan one. <laughs> I don't hear plan two. Right. <laughs> right. Plan like literally end of the list. It's like, oh, that's it. Period. It's like, wait, ain't there a second paragraph? They're like, no, like no, that seems that's like enough it. of a plan. <laughs> but I can respect other 
viewpoints because this is this is purely emotion. I wish she was like, hey, like she was driven by thirst, <laughs> driven by wanting to avenge her family. She had very simple motivations. Right. <laughs> I related. <laughs> she was like, she was looking at Sophie when she came out. She's like, mm. Mm-hmm. And that was that was her character. That's literally all it took. <laughs> that that sound is so the thirst, I will say, I was like shook. Like so I was like, Sophia, can I have like a sprinkle of this? Like feeling so deeply about someone. I'm like, I cannot mm-hmm. remember the one. Like it was like Constance would breathe in the same room as her. She'd be like, oh she'd be like passing out. <laughs> like literally passing out. I was like, you are so into this girl. I admire it. I was like, look oh at her gosh. feeling emotions. I've been emotionally dead since March. <laughs> well, since 2016. No, no, literally, like, I'm like, this emotional intensity, this like raw because I remember like, you know, having because I think now it's like, you know, not to say like, you know, I can't feel things towards people, but I guess it like it takes more. Like I need to like kind of know them for a bit longer, mm, like right. feelings grow. But I remember being that age and being like, I'm in love. I you know, yeah. I think I've loved someone and it's like honey honey <laughs> that's not the case but like, it's like I met this girl and she seemed cool we're in love, we're in love. it's the best no love. one has ever experienced this before exactly. humans have today. been alive for five million years but like me now this is the only time <laughs> I'm the only one I'm like, the chosen one <laughs> oh my gosh so yeah i was just i was literally kicking reading about it. like i was like sophia like i was like you have literally no chill and i'm so <laughs> sure i wrote the pen so post. i was like can we get some chill <laughs> do we not have a chill none oh my gosh but oh i also my... think like i don't know part of me feels like yeah it, i would like if sophia was like someone i was mentoring i'd be like don't go with Constance or at least can you just get a piece of paper out and put step one through five just through five I don't need ten just through five a contact number right right can I please have your email and your cell phone like (laughs) did you get a go bag (laughs) but um but I do like I see that I do like that it has this character who is so gung-ho and doesn't think things through it. And that's kind of what teenage... I don't want to say that's what teenagers do, but, like, there's... Yeah, and, and you feel things so strongly because it's the first time you ever feel things. And I do think there's that moment where you intersect your strong feelings with an individual for, like, your whole feelings on society. Mm-hmm. Honestly, that can get, like, detrimental, to be honest with you. But, like, mm-hmm. it is pretty pretty normal. And then you get to 28, and you're like, yeah, yeah, the world's ended, like, five times. Like, Jesus Christ. Like, <laughs> Right. And I and I will say, like, you know, reading this as a queer person, a lot of that does track like that first sort of like queer love and all of that. It's like there's just a lot of significance to it. So, yeah, that mm-hmm. ideological intersection, too, especially given where they were. I, I, right. I absolutely understand why she was like, I fucking love Constance. And I'm like, right. Constance three pages ago, but I'm here for it. I'm just I'm gonna just buckle up. I'm on the ride. Right. Just, well, and, and then Constance. I was going to say, Constance is probably the first time someone's reciprocated because she's been obsessed right, with yeah. Aaron for years. And Aaron's like, I'm just trying to survive. Yeah. Can I yeah. live? And Constance was the first one to reciprocate. Well, yeah. that we know of that's reciprocated. So That's true. Yeah. And so. openly, too, right? Because with yeah. Aaron, it was almost like a shameful thing. So there was like a beauty. Because when I think about, you know, when I take a step back and I think about how the, the lack of queer novels for YA kids, um, to have a book where someone does validate you. and You, you know, like back mm-hmm. in the day, like and then everyone dies tragically and you're like no why did this have to go on like this whereas like this book 
like it's silly the pacing jesus christ the pacing. <laughs> I, <laughs> it was like a walk to a jog to a gallop to back to like um, falling down the hill <laughs> right right head over heels you've lost control right but there's something and i hope there are more books like this where it's not tragic it's not always so tragic and there's there is that hope that idealism of like no you can have a, a good life and someone will reciprocate and and then you don't have to compromise how much you love um again you know pacing but otherwise yeah, yeah. i mean i kind of like oh go ahead i was just gonna say the one way book i do like is like that interstellar and dante discover the secrets of the universe mm-hmm. it's an lgbtq novel it takes place in the 80s okay. and it's about him like coming it's a coming of age novel and it's like I'm like, this, thank you. Good fucking food, finally. Like, everything you <laughs> you've got the emotions. But, and then not to interrupt again, but just to go off the pacing, I wonder if it also has to do with the audience. Like, mm-hmm. not only trying to get into their emotions, but to keep them interested. Because, like, oh, if things fair. slow down fair. too slow, like, they're not going to finish it. They'll put it up and they want to enjoy it. So I do think you need, like, because it felt like Children of Blood and Blown to me. Like, cause where mm. that book is also like, boom, 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 boom. And I'm like, it just must be a, mm, for the kids. what the demand is. Like, this is how these mm. books are structured and mm. this is how they, this is what sells. So, yeah. And also possibly the, um, the genre. Cause it's like slotting mm. these mm. different types of characters into these archetypes. So it's like this fairy tale and you have like the prince who kind of sweeps in and saves the day and that's how I kind of saw Constance and it's like mm. there's an instant attraction there's an instant love between them because and they kind of shared this role and went back and forth like Sophia was trying to be in this dynamic with Aaron and it didn't really fit and then Constance comes in and it's like they're the fairy tale heroes oh. and it's like of course they love each other it's very like princess bride it's very like that's true you know, um it's rushed, but it's because it's like that's what happens in fairy tales. Like they get together and then it's like boom, we're in love. <laughs> right. Right. But again, yeah. like putting on my 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 braces and going back to middle school versus like right. you know, my blood medication that I have blood pressure, <laughs> adult eyes. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and I don't know if that's fully fair, but <laughs> mm. No, I think you're right. I actually think you make a really good point on that. Um, I'm just trying to think. Maybe it's a tone thing then. Like, mm. maybe if it had been a more self-aware book, it would have, like, mm. yeah. Because then mm. it gets super if they serious. they were running in with, like, their heads cut off. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, maybe, yeah. Like, maybe there's a little bit more humor or something. Because then you have, like... These like wide sweeping fantasies, but then it's like a deep criticism of society, and yeah, then like right. dead, and you're like, oh god, we're yeah. <laughs> beheading people in the street. Yeah, yeah, oh that's god. true. Yeah. Can we talk about now the big bads, both of them? Can we talk about Amina because she's my favorite character? I love. I love that I liked Amina. I was like, finally, someone with some sense. <laughs> Until she did that turn, which was just the turn made sense though. I agree. I actually like. Yeah. I, okay. Would y'all mind elaborating on like that? Because I was like, I was a little confused. I was like, it, it seemed like she dragged it on really long. I'm like, why didn't you just kill them when they came to your cabin? Like, why? Like, okay. So, the king so my right. understanding, mm. and again, as a new mom, this like gutted me. Like, this broke my heart. Mm. So, um, Manford or Prince Charming was mm. her son who died, 
And she was not a witch. She was not a fairy godmother. She happened upon this grimoire that had necromancy in it. And because she couldn't stand the loss of her son, she brought her son back from the dead. Um, Mm -hmm. And because, and then she bound up the book because she found out that if you bring someone back to the, from the dead, your lives are forever locked, forever intertwined. So when the people came to kill her, it was because she had practiced this like dark magic Mm -hmm. and brought her son back. And her son was something changed, like something evil Mm -hmm. that they wanted to destroy by killing her. But he came and killed them. And she went out into the woods to kind of like, because she felt like conflicted about having brought him back, but also Mm -hmm. that's her son. Mm -hmm. So she went out to let him do what he was going to do. Mm. And then she had this thing with Cinderella that um, they were going to try to, you know, overthrow him. But then again, because she was his mother, she was like, she couldn't go through with it. And she thought, well, maybe this girl will fix him. She gave Mm. Cinderella the love potion, hoping that that would turn her son back into the person that she knew. But it didn't. It made him even more monstrous. Exiled herself. And at the end, she makes this turn saying, oh, yeah, but she knows that the only way they can kill Manford is if they sever the tie between them. So that's why she basically runs into the knife and kills herself, because that's the only way Manford's going to die. Oh, oh, I didn't my... think her running into the knife. Okay. I love that interpretation. That makes yeah. so that's much what sense. I got, but I don't know if that's what's in the book. I think that makes sense. I yeah, I think the that's running accurate. into the knife. Yeah. I didn't realize that wasn't purposeful. I thought she really was like shanked in the back. <laughs> no, same. <laughs> I... Shanked, but I didn't. Mm. But I wish they had leaned more into that because that could have been really cool. Yeah. The idea of her. I mean, it would have been more horror and less fantasy. But like the idea of this resurrected Prince Charming and Cinderella wooing. Like if they'd stayed in the time of. Like, cause that's mm. all the action, and then let's avoid all this handmade talesy women are now mm-hmm. property of their husbands and all that. And like, you could still do a lot of that leaning in with the, the, with the fairy- horror side. Yeah. That's, that's what I thought was the best part of the book. It is. I, yeah. like, I think because Absolutely. when she brings Cinderella back, like I thought that scene was like freaky and really cool. It was so unexpected. Mm-hmm. Right. And then she immediately cuts that, that string and she's like, well, I'm not going to be connected to two, these two motherfuckers. Like, hell no. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Every, up. <laughs> every time we twisted some part of the actual original fairy tale, I thought it was really good. I it was agree. when we, when we did everything else. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. <laughs> This annual ball, okay, it feels like the selection. I don't know if you're familiar with that YA series. Oh, it's basically, I think it's called America's Next Top Model meets like the Hunger Games. And it's like a YA, it's a YA dystopian series where it's like, yeah, you have to be the prettiest and like, yeah. Oh, actually, this sounds like kind of heavy. (laughs) There are a lot of YA titles that deal with like beauty, like the bells, um, like where you're picked based on like how pretty you are. I'm like, what's that? There's something there, and I'm not smart enough to figure it out. But interesting. Is that a commentary on like social media or something? Or yeah, I mean, that's, just, that's those are the anxieties that a lot. Of, I mean, I was worried about how I looked a lot as a kid. Yeah. Now I'm like, yeah, you're really worried, and yeah. now it's got to be amplified. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I yeah. Can imagine. You can't just be ugly at home. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, you can be, but your social media will show you. It will find you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I was like, I'm kicking. That's actually funny. <laughs> I mean, shit. I was not, like, I was not like a beauty queen. 
So I was at home exactly watching that movie. <laughs> right. right. Like, David like, can't be at home anymore. Like, you can't. Shit. Yeah. Well, and like when we were kids, it was like what magazines and I guess media, and you could sort of, if you, it, it didn't help, but you could sort of be like, okay, those are celebrities. Yeah, I'm not gonna right. be as fabulous looking as like mm-hmm. I don't know. I was trying, I was really obsessed with like Aaliyah when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. So like I was like, oh, she's so cool. Her hair is always on point. I loved mm-hmm. it. And like it's like okay, she's a celebrity. She's rich and famous. I'm not gonna mm-hmm. reach that. But now you can have like your phone. You can see with like everyone in your high schools doing yeah. and how they're looking mm-hmm. and what they're going. It's like. Okay, that's harder to like distance yourself from. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I get it. Oh, I cannot listen. It's bad enough being a teenager. I know. Right. Yeah, I'm just glad that we like kind of know a time before social media. Like, it's like okay, like Mm -hmm. (laughs) this wasn't always over. Like, who the youth? I just I worry. Mm. Yeah, you know, I liked all the plot twists in the story too. I think that's what upset me because I would get to like a super interesting plot twist and then like the story would change to something else. And I was like, no, go back, go back to this, go back. Because even Amina as a character was like a complex character. Like you're saying, like if someone, your child dies, it's like Astro Boy. Like they were putting people back. To, isn't that what happened? Like mm-hmm, that's yeah. what people do it all the time. So it, it, it made you really feel for her. And then I don't know if you guys ever saw the movie Searching with John Cho, who's like, oh, yes. Oh, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, but yeah, and the mom, like, kind of was the same thing. Like, she knows her child is a monster, but, like, what do you do when you know your child's a monster? Like, Mm. but then again, like, what do you owe the rest of this? Oh, boy. Hmm. So that's, like, hard questions. Yeah. 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 That would have made an adult novel. Because right, I don't facts, know how facts. many teenagers can relate to having, right. oh, my child's a monster. How do I? Right. And it's hard, too, when it's like, you know, if you're, yeah, like if your child already died once and you brought him back again to like, kill him mm-hmm. again, it's got, you know, it's like, it's like, that's just it's hard to relate a, a to whole, a whole mind. other, right. I'm like, I don't know anyone who's been in that situation no, necessarily, but like, yeah. but it's like, that's like, that's a, it's like you're going through grief twice. Like, that's just, it's a lot. Yeah, no, and then not. knowing, like, the only way to kill him is, like, to for you yourself to be killed. Yeah, mm. right. So it's like you have to take out your whole ass family. You know? Right. Much, yeah. But, yeah, that's when the book felt the smartest, when it was doing all that. that flip, like, when it was real, real, the godmother was a witch. Mm-hmm. Like, I, yeah. I was like, oh, that's a fun that's a fun take on it. Like, yeah. yeah. That was a yeah. And who's, who's she really serving? Why did she right. show up out of the blue to help this woman? Right. Well, like, what did you think about Manford? He was so one-dimensional. He could have. Yeah. He's too yeah. evil. Yeah. Yeah, that's been, literally what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been nice to see like their dynamic to see like between the mom and the son. Like maybe like he's mm-hmm. mournful about having been brought back to like you know there there yeah. there's so much we could have found out about Manford. Resentment. But... Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Even if it was like you know like you were saying Danielle like his we know that like his anger is stemming from being rejected by Cinderella. But it's like even before that he seemed evil. So like it's like do you if you come back, are you really just like you come back as a monster? Because Cinderella seemed fine, you know. Right. So, and there's this really good quote from Amina and I'm gonna mess it up, but it's basically she's saying like 
the real monsters are the men who like walk among like oh let me see if I can find it. but she's saying some quote like we I think I fear like it. the stuff in the woods and we fear all these beasts and things but the real monsters oh here we go I think we sometimes make the mistake of thinking monsters are poor aberrations lurking in the darkest recesses when the truth is far more disturbing the most monstrous of men are those who sit in plain sight daring you to challenge them mm. and you take that along with the fact that he's supposed to be prince charming Mm-hmm. And, like, it could have really been interesting to see, like, he's this, like, I think on TV tropes, they call it faux, affably evil, where, like, they're very, they're very charming, they're very engaging, and they seem really nice, but they are, they do evil, evil things. Mm-hmm. And it would have fit with his personality as, like, a king, this beloved king who everyone loves and who swept, swept a princess off her feet and to show, like, you know, it's a facade. He is an evil, right. he truly is mm-hmm. an evil person. Yeah. So yeah, he was just so one dimensional. He's he was cackling at one point. I'm like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's like cackling with her. Wayne and Anna. He starts <laughs> the moment where he like puts his mouth over her face and starts breathing in her. <laughs> I was there to be like, what the fuck is happening? Literally, what the fuck? Like, and he did it twice. Oh, yeah. it was too much. I was like, it's this so is so like and gross, and I just cannot. With yeah. Um. That's the thing. I was like, his whole motivation. He just, I'm like, so you're, you're just salty about Cinderella. So you're doing all of this. It actually reminds. Okay, on our show, Akko, like, I might be bugging, but I, I feel like we read a book where it was like, someone was evil because of some shit like that because like they got like I don't know, rejected back in the day. I feel like um, we might, I'm trying to think. It was, anyway, maybe like yeah, it was like something like that where it was like yeah, like like just like these really weak ass motivations for people to just like <laughs> yes, like, yes, Infidel. Yeah. The guy was like, he was mad about he was like my dance. Tr- I don't know, it was something <laughs> promotion or like something like yeah, he didn't get a promotion or something <laughs> that he was unqualified for. <laughs> <laughs> and then just like murders. I'm like, how did yeah. you make that leap? How did you jump yeah. so far? Why are we pole vaulting? What are we doing? What <laughs> are we doing? Like I literally, yeah, I'm. I'm like man, yeah. for, yeah. But you I know, love like, a good villain. I love a good that, villain that's like yes. you can. Ooh, I'm I'm rooting for him, even though I don't want, even though I don't man. like him, even though I know I shouldn't like him. And he was he was just very flat. Yeah, yeah it's like I, you know you do hear that as like people saying that's a motivation for men who commit like these horrible things. It's like oh, well his wife like um wouldn't sleep with him, so that's why he cheated. Or this woman yeah. like. You know, all these yeah. girls you see, like, um, these, like, teens, and they invite the girl to prom, and she says no, and then people are calling her a right. hoe and a bitch, yeah. or, like, God forbid, even something more horrible. Like, she rejected him, so that's why he killed her. Yeah. And it's, like, yeah. that's what we call the motivation, but it's, like, but that's, that's, people get rejected all the time. Like, someone rejecting you is not... Why you murdered them. Exactly. <laughs> Enough of a spark in a normal, well-adjusted person to make them do something as horrible as murder. So right. it's like, you know, yes, he, like, I wish the book had said, like, okay, yes, he's using Cinderella's tale and her rejection as, like, his quote-unquote motivation. But the real thing is he was just a bad person. Yeah. And the people who served him were bad people. Right. And they wanted, and they had bad intentions, and they were gonna find justification mm. to subject women um, to these things, no matter what. It just happened that Cinderella was palpable enough for, because there were townspeople, you know. Sophia says it, 
like that lady who comes up and she's like, yes, man, for like that lady yeah. in the, right. in the debate or whatever town hall they just said, who's just like, yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Yes. So it's like, you know, those people were going to find justification anywhere. And it just happened to be one that played on, you know, this society and our own society's like um, devaluation of women right. and disrespect toward women anyway. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So like how the Bible gets used. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that like you're right in the sense that like um someone was saying once that like, oh, usually if you hate another group of people, it's some reflection of yourself and they're just a conduit. And you're mm. gonna find the people in society that have the least amount of power mm-hmm. to enact that power on. And and that's exactly what you're saying. Like this that's where this the Cinderella and the oppression of women in this story is just a conduit for bad behavior that's what minority feels, which would have been nice to see, like, where Manfield's coming from, like, because I can imagine there's, like, a lot of insecurity around, like, being dead and then being like, <laughs> <laughs> like a literal walking corpse. Right, literally. But, um, and it actually tra- and then, because we think, like, people who do bad stuff have really strong motivations but then you really ask someone who's villainous like why they do things and usually it is not it actually isn't a very grandiose mm-hmm. it is also like Sophia lacking in plans like you're yeah, like so I felt like it. right like so yeah um, yeah and that's like more horrifying like, yeah yeah like it's just like so you literally just did this for no reason it's like yeah because yeah. i could like, what the fuck right like right. oh god and i felt bad jesus <laughs> Get a kid cap, right? <laughs> you're right like I don't, watch a movie damn right. a cap. like terrorizing <laughs> people friend. like oh my god uh yeah but then I, it talks maybe it means more about the social decay and the ways we don't maybe it, it does go back to a question of community right like if all these people could love each other more, like maybe they wouldn't, they would protect their children from going into this weird, heinous situation. And yeah. I don't know, maybe the, the, the townspeople had like been there for Amina in her grief. She wouldn't have like tried to raise her kid from the dead. Or if they hadn't been, maybe they're like, look, Amina, we know you brought Mansfield back to life. <laughs> Wild. You're going through it. Like, here's some talk space. Like, yeah. you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. Like, uh, the villain is maybe more. Than... <laughs> they give him like a promo code. It's like, yeah, go get thirty percent off your first month with Toxface. Right. <laughs> oh my god. I'm sorry. Just like, look, we know you raised your son. <laughs> like, Stella, yeah. The intervention has. All Manford walking around. Wasn't looking about the grave. Wasn't looking good. <laughs> Oh my god. And I'm like, literally, Manfred has to swallow the souls of other people to, like, look not decayed. That's a problem. There's just so yeah. many problems. Oh yeah. my god. But yeah, like I grew up. He drained this girl. Right. We need to talk about that. Yeah. Can't let none that happen anymore. No <laughs> none of these actions are acceptable. <laughs> Go in the uh, woods and just get a young deer or something. Um, I have, can I tell you the thing that made me laugh the most? I mean, yes. not laugh the most, but that I just thought was the funniest. Cinderella has this diary that's supposed to tell the true story of what happened, and they compare it to like the approved version. I'm like, what kind of stall and propaganda is this? First of all, they're illustrations, not photos. So, <laughs> so it makes sense. Do, someone takes a photo and then they edit out something. Like we're gonna edit out this angry man or this dead body in the background. Excuse me, we're gonna edit that out. But then to have a drawing of the exact same thing, <laughs> it just was so weird. I was just picturing like you know that. 
the Stalin photo where like every time someone pisses him off, someone else is missing out of the photo. Oh yeah. Oh shit. Oh, do you gotta? <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh well, there's this photo you can look it up online. It's like Stalin around like five people, and as like the years go on, like they show the edits that are made to it, and soon it's like just him and like one dude by himself. <laughs> Oh boy! Oh my God! They've gone and edited it out, and I'm like, this weird—I don't know. It just cracked me up that they were treating. And it's again, it was going back to the world building. It's like they're not going to have the same exact drawing with like little details edited. Mm. It would be. This is me nitpicking now, but it just—it was just another (laughs) example of like this world building is taking me out. Like, (laughs) they're not photos; they're drawings. Why would it be the exact same drawing with like, oh, this one has the body in it and this one doesn't? I don't know. That's me nitpicking. It just hurt me. I was like, I, I, I was kind of taking it as like the way religions form. Like you have mm. all of this like ceremony oh, yeah, yeah. and like ritual and maybe sometimes it's a little silly or it doesn't make sense or there are gaps in it. But yeah. if you make everyone like read it every single night and you're like, this I shit is important. It. This shit mm. is what's moral. This is. And even like how they like, you know, the earliest versions of the Bible were just, like, copied over and over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And if somebody, like, got some letters mixed up, like, celebrate becomes celibate. And it's, like, now you've got all oh these boy, oh right. <laughs> I guess I did that, too, just more like propaganda. Like, this is how the story gets told. Like, think of it with, like, the Indian Wars and, like, Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Like, we were told, we're told, oh, the pilgrims came and the Indians out of the goodness of their heart and they shared this meal. We as adults know that's not what happened. Oh, yeah. And, like, I get that. I just didn't like how it was executed. Yeah. But, yeah, it's... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, like, I, at first, I had that same visceral reaction. I was like, Cinderella, like, how are you going to make that stick? And I was like, mm, I'll go. Crazier things have stuck before. And I was like, <laughs> right? Mm, you're right. Yeah. And I think it's... it's think that and you're like oh, how much about your life do you want to examine and i was like look cinderella is dead i'm putting this book down and i'm gonna go watch that like, <laughs> she had a whole conversation <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my gosh oh. that's hilarious but yeah i yeah i'm it was I, I don't know it was just interesting like like you were saying like how much of your own life do you want to examine it's like okay now the glass slipper maybe because you know danielle i think you went to catholic school too for a while well, and it's like, one, yeah. oh, at a, yeah. And it's like when the, like, you know, this idea of relics and this idea of like religion having a really tangible side to it and like this playing on that, like the glass slippers become mm. so much more important. Like her tomb at one point is important. Like the women go there and they're like doing like religious activities. Mm. And it's like you said, Danielle, when that story is not convenient anymore it's taken away mm-hmm. and it's like um oh yeah cinderella it, the tomb's lost y'all it's not right. out there it's locked up and, okay one point one silly thing it's like oh this was lost forever and then she just like stumbles on it what was yes. that about they right. again the convenience because i thought trying to when they when she and constant like we're gonna go we're gonna find the witch slash godmother i thought that was gonna take a good chunk of the book oh, to okay. journey and find them. they find her like the they, next just chapter, they like walk to the woods and knock on her door like hey yo witch. well it wasn't so right. easy for that horse oh no that horse got fucked up and it was just like <laughs> and it was wild because like they were literally running from these wolves they're like girl we're about to die and then it's like oh the cabin how <laughs> convenient oh and amina's also home amazing oh wait, she has food oh and then Constance has the audacity to be like 
I'm not fucking with it. I'm not. Mm, no. And I'm like, she literally, I'm sorry, but if Amina wasn't here, Constance, what are your options? No shade. I'm not saying you can't have preferences, but like, what is happening? Like, I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah, that, yeah, the convenience was just wilder. Even just resurrecting Cinderella was so easy. Like, I thought it was they, like, they were like, oh, we have to have resurrect Cinderella. And it, they were just able to do it and then cinderella's like oh i have a like i have a journal and like it has the truth and then of course like sophia's just walking through the like the castle walks into a room it's like oh wait cinderella's room and then she's like going to the closet she's like oh my god cinderella's journal convenient like literally everything was so easy it was just yeah i was like the luck in this story is just is just wild um yeah but you know i have a question so why did they have to resurrect Cinderella and find the journal, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera? Because I feel like Amina, whether she was good or bad, whoever side she was on, would have known that shit. Oh, yeah. I don't remember. Honestly, I remember being so taken aback. I was like, what the fuck were you resurrecting dead people? Like, And I know we've been hinted at earlier by this point because she talks about, like, she read the book of necromancy. But I was like, I didn't know we were going to do it. Like, I didn't right. know. That was all talk. And then they actually bring back Cinderella. Yep. I also wondered why they brought. I was because she also give, provides no information. Yeah. Oh, like at all. And so she doesn't like, stay. I thought if we're bringing her, if you want all this trouble to bring back a dead woman, let her stay in the book longer than five minutes. They literally yeah, like wake yeah. her up, ask her some questions, and like, okay, you can go back. Bye. It's like <laughs> they woke her up. She's like, I wrote that shit down, and then she died. <laughs> right. Don't even give her a sandwich. Like, can I get a meal, a hot meal, something? <laughs> That's what I'm and it's yeah. like there would be no point in it if like if Amina knows it's necromancy right and she really wanted to stop them she could have been like oh you know what I think I saw Cinderella writing in a journal once that's true and I think this is what she said oh yeah they didn't care and like literally Cinderella when she came back like I feel like she was just like freaked the fuck out for like half the time I'm like y'all traumatizing this woman again. like what are we doing oh my god uh, like I mean can you imagine waking up at your own grave right I have questions and then you gotta That's go back true. oh my god and a bunch of teenagers just asking you questions like yeah. not even nice like settle. no like no context right. does she recognize Amina she's like wait hold up yeah right she's like, that, that bitch that tricked me right. <laughs> Oh, so I guess that's why she cut her. That's why she sit her back so quickly. She's like, I can't have this loose end running around. <laughs> Undoing my cover. Right. Slowing my cover. Maybe it's like with my baby when he wants to, like, you know, do something and I'll show him something, like, real quick and then take it away. And it's like, oh, I, I don't know what happened either. Right. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, I want some Cheerios. And we'll put, like, two Cheerios on his tray. I was like, that's it. That's all the Cheerios that's in the world. <laughs> she wouldn't lie to me. She's like, hmm, I guess there aren't any more Cheerios left in the world. Yeah. Okay, we can go have bath time now. She's oh like, oh, yeah, you know, I can only talk to Cinderella for like two. She get, she could say 20 words. That's it. And then she cuts it and was like, I, I don't, I don't, ooh, like, I don't know. Oh, girl, the, you know, the, the connection got lost. It's like, wait, just take a pair of scissors. She's like, oh, you know, just, you know, that signal. It's like, wait, what signal? Aren't we in medieval times? Anyway. Also, yeah, the time period, I was like, I'm going to just assume y'all in like, I don't know. This is like medieval times. Yeah. Like never really time stamped it. Also, was Cinderella black? Do we know that? I assumed everyone Based was kind of black. Cover. Constance had red hair, though. I was like, she could be black. And I thought red Cinderella hair. was white. Oh, that's she, she has golden she has, curls. Yeah. But then it's like Prince Charming and Amina. 
I thought might have been black. Interesting. Mm. Okay. Yeah, Constance, I didn't I didn't read as black just based off of like the description. I mean, yeah. I mean, she could have been. She definitely could have been. But like, they never made any specific mention of her skin color. But just based off of other features, I just assumed that she was like, I don't know, maybe like white or like mixed race or something. I don't know. I just yeah, yeah. Aaron read white. Yeah. We learned our lesson with ribbons and whiskey. We thought the main character of that book was white, and the author was like, "No, they're both of color." And we're like, "Look at us and our racist assumptions." <laughs> and she like, and we're not like saying like she like oh wrote that in the book. Like I think she literally told us, right? She told us. Like she literally told oh, us. Tweeted it at us. <laughs> she was very nice about it. She was, and she's like, um. So we're like, oh, we need to challenge our assumptions. We need to. Start reading. Yeah. Yeah. Race was not really a thing in this. It's very subtle. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it really hit hard on like sexism, classism. I really, I liked what it said more about classism than it did about the sexism because it didn't feel so heavy handed, like yeah. the girls and their dresses and the mm-hmm. one, the first time, right when Sophia rolls up at the ball and this other girl steps to her, it's like, who the hell do you think you are? Rolling up <laughs> looking like that. That was funny. <laughs> And I was like, what is her deal? Right. So I liked all that stuff. This is like a tangent, but there's this one line where, like, I think it's either Sophia or I, I, I don't know, but she just goes, make it make sense, Amina. And I, like, could not. <laughs> I remember that line, actually. <laughs> I think I, I like that, too. I did. I did. Oh, my gosh. Mm. Um, did, did the ending feel like it was set up for a sequel? Like, because it felt like there was going to be... There was a nice new love triangle set up between Constance, Emil, and Sophia. We've got this new kingdom. We've got internal dissension. We've got a squash. It felt like prime for a sequel. Mm. I think until I got to the epilogue, and then she was like, everything was fine. Right. I was like, oh. Maybe see, I could I could see them maybe doing like a time jump and then like maybe doing a sequel. I'm not sure what it would be about because I feel like a good sequel would be, you know, like this like that process of like okay like Manfred's dead. What's the community gonna be? What's happening? Granted, I'm not sure if that would be as much of like a fast pace like woo like type of like story. So I'm not <laughs> sure if it would. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure where they would go with it, but I mean I could see them maybe like doing something with it. Um, but also I think yeah, if they just left it, that would also be that would be fine. I don't think there were really that many loose ends left. Um, yeah. So, All right. So that was Cinderella is dead. <laughs> what do you do a better job than that? <laughs> but I feel you because I say that and then I don't have anything. Um. Well, we want to thank you guys. Is there anything else you wanna? say or mention or any thoughts um about would you the, recommend the book yeah would you recommend the book i i would say yes i think yeah just with not okay not saying like lower your expectations but like you know just kind of take it at face value i th- I do think it's enjoyable it is like cute um i would recommend it yeah maybe not like oh my god it. you have to absolutely read it but yeah i'm gonna go with the ticket or leave it like you could mm-hmm. Like if you find it, you could take it. But yeah. if not, you're fine. Keep in mind the audience it was written for and what its yeah. goals are. Mm. Okay. Yeah. But maybe you could, you should, maybe you, I don't know. Like, can I give like a bargain bin? Like, if you go to the store and you find it on the shelf, <laughs> you see like, it on sale. Like yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah, it's like that's a win. Right, right exactly. Get it in your local like library. <laughs> <I could> just... <laughs> yeah, pick it up at your library. Right, right. Yeah. 
Okay, so what are you guys currently reading? I don't know why I'm sitting and thinking about it. Like, <laughs> I know what I'm reading. So right now, I'm actually, um, I'm finishing a book called Patsy by Nicole Dennis Ben. Um, it's it's about a queer Jamaican woman who, uh, she, like, grows up in Jamaica, but she, like, immigrates to the U.S. And it just kind of, like, follows her life, um, mm-hmm. as well as, like, the life of um, her child at the same time. And it's, like... Whew, that shit is it is it is it's a little heavy at times but like i don't know it's just it's just it's it's nice it, it's like i love the descriptions i love just like the narrative um yeah it's just yeah that's what i'm reading at the moment it's it's really good oh, that's so cute i was just gonna do so on the color pages book club we just oh. read mapping the interior which was a really really good book um the author is a native author he's from the blackfoot tribe he is really talented and funny and um his webpage like has all these recommendations and stuff and the book itself was just really beautiful so yeah go, go ahead Akko with the with the promoting our podcast yeah, <laughs> oh, i'm reading and it's like aren't you from another <laughs> show? thank you for that no y'all are on a very messy podcast so <laughs> like sometimes i'll be talking to danielle and i'm like oh yeah shit we're gonna record this and put it out for people <laughs> people are gonna listen to it danny what are you reading i am reading i've been on a really poorly thought out like medical kick um i am reading ghost boy my miraculous escape from a life locked inside my own body by martin pistorius it's basically mm. a boy yeah. who when he was young um inexplicably got like locked in syndrome well, no, I think he may have actually had been in a coma, but then he recovered, but no one knew because he couldn't move or talk. So it's sort of like how he sur- survived in quotes, but how he dealt with that and how he sort of recovered. And so he wrote a memoir about it. Wow. So, yeah. So it's inter- it's just really interesting. It's really interesting hearing about like the technology they use. I think it's, it's got a name like alternative communication. There's a whole field where it's like where they focus on eyes and devices mm-hmm. to help people communicate. So it's really interesting. Mm. So that's interesting. Yeah. So that's about it. I also started a um and I didn't start, but <laughs> just want to say I have Obama's next memoir on pre-order. So waiting for that one to show up. Apparently it weighs a pound. <laughs> oh my god. A whole pound. This is volume one. All the PR oh pieces god. are like the first of President Obama's memoirs. And I was like, oh. how many of these things are how long is it? A pound? It weighs. It's a pound. It's like seven hundred pages. Oh my god! <laughs> the audible is thirty. He's got some hours. Thirty hours. He's got a lot. Thirty hours. Okay. Oh, so I'm like, I'll get it. I guess I'll. Well, do you're it. gonna have to tell me if he says anything juicy in that. I mean, I would hope in thirty hours. One right. Right. Line. There's at least you know some juice, like a fluid ounce <laughs> of juice. You know? Right. <laughs> Just a so. sprinkling. Right. <laughs> Molly, what are you reading? Okay, so I am, I've got two. Um, I am reading The Year of the Witching by Alexis Henderson. Mm. And it's, it's, it's very freaky. Like, uh, I think I pitched it for this also, because I secretly wanted to read it. So I went ahead. <laughs> and it's very, very similar themes. Like, it's, it doesn't have a Cinderella backbone. But it's about like this girl who... She's in this like super culty like religion, and uh, she has like um like her mom went out into these like uh, enchanted woods and came back pregnant, and then had her and then died, and like okay. everyone's like you can be part of this cult, but there's something off about you, 
And then she goes back into the woods and becomes like, you know, the witch villain that they think she is. And it's it's mm. so freaky. Like it's really good. Um that sounds really good. It's yeah. it's oh like I couldn't even like sometimes I would be reading like uh, Cinderella and then I'd be re- I'd pick this up after and I'd be like, it's too late. I can't read this. <laughs> it's too scary. And then I'm also reading um uh uh what's it called? Um Rachel Housel Hall's new book and then she's gone. Oh. Okay, I thought you said Rachel Hollis at first, and I was like, why? I don't know. Who, I don't even know who that is. That's the girl stop apologizing and girl wash your face lady. You know? uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, the thriller about the PR, um, not PR, the PI who is um, looking for this this lost girl, and it's it's. I don't know if you guys have ever read her. We read one of her books. Um, all fall down. All mm-hmm. falls down. Mm-hmm. It's hilarious. It's like super funny. She describes some people <laughs> like to say that they're black. She's like, these people had a hot comb in their house. Black. <laughs> it's like <laughs> she just has like a very like throw everything in a sentence kind of way of writing, which is like super hilarious. And her her that. protagonists are always a little bit dumb and a little bit scattered all over oh. the place. So oh, it's been a lot of like that one book. That sounds yes. so fun. It, it is fun. I'd I highly recommend. Mm. I want a good black horror to read for October. Ooh, yes. Like I want something scary in mm. horror, but I'm like such a picky bitch when it comes to horror. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you might you might like the other one. It's good. It's freaky. Like she's a good writer. I I, I think this is her first book. I'm not 100 percent sure. Oh. Mm. But yeah, so. Well, I yeah. think that's everything, and we don't want you to miss your flight, so... Oh, that's right. <laughs> no, you're totally good. Should we do, like, a little, like, hey, like, this is our social oh, media. Yeah. And yes. Yeah, where can they find? Let that's us know where they can find. Yeah. Um, so... Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're good. Sorry. Um, yeah, so, you know, Akko and I, we're on a number of different channels. We're on... So our social media is a little interesting. So our Twitter is The Colored Pages, but our Instagram is These Colored Pages. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have an email address, which is also These Colored Pages at gmail.com, as well as um, a website at thesecoloredpages.com. We should probably just change our Twitter to These Colored Pages. <laughs> no, we're sticking to it. But, you know, honestly, we've been saying that for months and no one's done anything. So honestly, we'll see. I mean, at the time, we'll see. We will see. We shall see. Um, but yeah, so like if folks, you know, want to like get in touch with us or um, recommend any books or anything like that uh yeah, yeah feel free to just you know reach out to us there so yeah yeah listen to their podcast it's so much fun you guys oh thank you oh, and they are more structured than we are so if you <laughs> get tired of our foolishness like <laughs> if you want some kind of structure to your episode also if you're if you are um a publisher look one you know, a little bit more serious to read your book, you can always reach out. If you're on the PR circuit, we might have sent some people your way. But yeah, thank you all so much for having us. This is like super, super fun. Um, Honestly, it's like impressive and dope that y'all can just like get on the mic and just like talk. Like just like (laughs) so much to your chemistry and your energy. Like that's just, yeah. And it's been so great being a part of this. (laughs) Well, we love you guys. And and I think this is going to be the second of many because we love having you on. Yeah. (laughs) Like I literally say. Uh, Okay, everyone, thank you so much for listening, and thank you to Marcy and Akko from Colored Pages Book Club 
for joining us. Um, as you can hear, they are so smart and so funny. And Danny and I just really, really love their podcast. So every time we're able to connect with them, it's just a treat. Um, if you want to hear more from them or learn more about them, you can visit their website at thesecoloredpages.com or you can check out their uh, seriously hilarious Twitter at The Colored Pages. Um, as for us, um, you know where to find us. We're on Twitter all the time at Black Chick Lit, on Instagram at BCL Podcast. And seriously, shout out to all the Instagram people. I promise I'm trying to log back in there. Um, I see you. I feel you. I have stuff for you that's coming up. Um, if you want to connect with us in another way, we are... Um, uh, what do you say? Available on Patreon. We have a Patreon. We have patrons. I don't know, but we are producing um, some extra content for you guys, newsletters, additional um, uh, cutouts from um, uh, episodes and uh, possibly a discord if that's something you guys would be interested in. Um, if you want to join those cool kids, uh, you can find us over there. But we also want to thank the patrons that we already have. And those are Martel, Jennifer, Ansela, Therese, Melissa, Catherine, Katie, Emily, Latoya, Ali, Kat, Montara, Maria, Adoria, Frank, Ellen, Sylvia, Brianna, and Curtis. Thank you guys so much. Um, your support is really helping us um, be able to bring you these interviews and um, you know, hosting fees, equipment, stuff like that. So we can hopefully uh, continue into year, what is this, year five we're coming up on? If you're not able to become a patron, we totally understand. And we just thank you for listening. Um, you can always uh, like us and recommend us to others. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or Spotify. If you're trying to listen to us anywhere on the internet, seriously, I've had people reach out and say, I can't get you here. We will get on there. But yeah, uh, thank you once again. Um, and we are looking forward to, uh, I think we'll have one more book this year and then our end of year wrap up. So thanks again. Stay safe. Um, I'm not sure if this is coming out before or after the election, but take care of yourself either way and we will see you soon. Bye. Black Chick Lit hopes you have enjoyed this program.